And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. And I am back in the saddle after a couple of weeks off. And it's good to be back. Uh, Last show you heard, we were talking about the election. Obviously, that's important as well. Going to go back to COVID-19. And we've been talking a lot about the health concerns and how to build up your immunity and take care of yourself. But we're taking a little bit of a different aspect on it today because I know COVID-19, the coronavirus, has affected so many businesses, not just here in San Diego and in California, but across the nation. So many people have temporarily lost their jobs or permanently lost their jobs and, you know, dreams have been shattered. And when I got news that the second California shutdown happened and affected certain areas of business, I was really searching for what to talk about. And I actually got an email from a dear friend of mine that I've known since I believe 2012 that's been in the hair salon business and started her very own business called Tailored Hair for Men. Now it's called Tailored Hair. And you can go to tailoredhair.com, check it out there, specializing in men's haircuts. And it's just, it's been an amazing journey because I've been there pretty much since the beginning. I've seen all the different locations that my guest has had and watched her grow and heard her stories. And it's been amazing. But I got this email from her about how it was kind of transformative for her as a human being and the emotion she's been going through. I thought it would be a great opportunity to get her on the show to talk about some of those thoughts and feelings as a business owner. So Lizzie Broughton is the founder and owner of Tailored Hair, and she's my guest. Lizzie, thanks for coming on. We've been chatting forever off the air, and I know there's a lot of (laughs) things going on right now. So how are you holding up? How are things going on on your end, and how how is this really affecting you? We're doing okay. We, I think since it's the second time around, um, and thanks for having me, Mr. Noah. I appreciate you. Um, you've always been such a good friend. So um, anyway, so it's the second time around is a little different. Um, obviously, you have the shock. You have no clue what to expect. How did you guys um, handle the first time? So obviously it caught many yeah. people off guard and they kind of didn't know what to do. What, were, what was not just your mindset, but what was the team's mindset as suddenly you guys weren't able to go to work to, you know, do what you love to do? Well, we had about a week where we were watching a few other shops uh, close before they had made the official announcement. Okay. And we actually closed two or three days before they officially um told salons to close down. Okay. So we, we were like overly communicating to our team and to each other um, just because I felt like that was probably the best way to go about it. Like I'd rather talk too much about it than not enough and have people feel really lost and confused. Mm -hmm. So um, I think the first time around was just really managing my own emotions so that I could be a good leader for our team. Um, Because obviously when you have, um, have a business that you've worked really hard for, you're, you're trying to, obviously make sure it doesn't get too hurt. Um, yeah, some so of them have had to fold. Yeah. Even the first time around, they didn't make it through. So, you know, you're trying to do your best to stay proactive and ahead yeah. of the game. Yep. So that, so that first time around, the one thing that was cool is they, they really did explain, like, I guess the, the type of loans, like there was like an SBA loan. There was a PPP loan. The one that we got that helped the most was the PPP loan. Okay. Which I think at this moment, I don't know if you can apply for it twice, um, but that helped us a ton. <laughs> um, so that helped us bring our team back uh, 
and actually be able to have a little bit of help on payroll that first month back, which I guess was our only month back. Yeah, it's, it's but, good. It's a good tool uh, out there for people. But it was good. It was good. We're in construction of a new space, so the payroll is always a, a company's highest cost. So it was nice to have a little bit of assistance with that, so that we could not have to skimp on the construction and or our team. And to give people a, a um, scope of how, how how much you've grown, not to interrupt you, but you started as a one-chair shop in Mission Valley and then Bird Rock, and then you moved to Encinitas, and now you're in glorious downtown San Diego, and I don't know the exact number of chairs you have, uh, but it's substantial. You have an entire team in place now. Yeah, we. I was an educator at Paul Mitchell, and um, the I had gone and gotten lunch with a mentor of mine and she said, why don't you check out this one chair thing? So we did, we started as a one chair shop. Mm -hmm. And then I, I think when I met you, we were on our second one chair spot over in La Jolla. That's right. And then we did one in Encinitas. We were kind of just playing around with the areas and seeing what hit and they all kind of hit, which is cool. Um, The original one in Mission Valley was close to downtown um, and East Village, which is still up and coming. uh, One of our clients had told us about it. So now we're at seven chairs and then in about a month when we move into the new space, it would be 12 chairs. It's evolving. <laughs> but, but but that, you know, to, to show the, the amount of passion that's gone into your business, I mean, you're trying different things out. It's obviously was a lot smaller back then. Now you have all these various employees and also the following each of them has gotten along with yourself. So the business has grown a lot. And now we're in a situation where you guys have really been impacted. Obviously the first shutdown was hard. So take us back to your thoughts before the second shutdown, what was going on. And then when you got the news, what that did to you mentally and emotionally. So we went for one month, and we were doing awesome. I don't know how really other salons are doing, but um, we were doing well. We were, at, like, implementing everything, like, all of the, the guidelines for salons to utilize, like, checking temperatures and the face masks and everything. Following the guidelines. And then um, we, I think when the, when the restaurants had to all move outside was when we all kind of were like, oh, like, this might not this might not look good for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then we, and then I was in Idlewild with my son on Sunday or sorry, it was Monday actually that I found out the news. So, um, yeah, one of our clients had texted like a picture of the image and I was like, Oh buddy. So it was a bummer. I, I think again though, like the, the first time around was the real shock and a lot of emotions. This time it's like, it's kind of the feeling of like we're powering through this. I hope it's not two and a half months. Um, but I think for us, like we're going to operate and do it, you know, legally and not cut outside of the shop and all that stuff. But I, I do think you're going to find a lot more hairstyles that are doing it underground just because well, it's, um, their, it's their livelihood. It's you not, know. Yeah. And a lot of stylists are on, um, like they're on 1099, so they're not getting unemployment. I guess for me, it feels better because all of our stylists are employees, so they at least get unemployment. And I think right now they're getting the stimulus check for the month. Good. Good. So at least, I guess, in my brain, I wasn't feeling like I was leaving them empty-handed. Like they had a, they had some kind of um, option, but not. But a lot of stylists haven't, and I think that's kind of what you're going to see on the news and what you've probably already seen is stylists are going it's a lot better to do this in the shop than outside of the shop um, where they can't really implement some of the guidelines. So I think that's more of what it is. We're all doing okay. I actually feel pretty great. I mean, we're, 
like financially we're we're in a decent spot. So I, again, I think we're one of the lucky ones, but because we did receive the PPP loan, like I think a few things went okay for us. Um, our team's great, <laughs> but again, there there is a, a large amount of salons that I feel so sad for because they, in a lot of ways, um, are in a similar boat, but just maybe didn't get that quite. Yeah, maybe they're structured differently. They didn't get the PPP loan, and you know things yeah. just didn't fall yeah. in their favor, unfortunately. So, yeah. so this, yeah, so this, they, so this day where you found out the news, there, there was a lot of things along the way you didn't even really notice until after you actually found out about the news. Kind of things that gave you a sense of hope. Tell us about that um, after the fact. Some of the things that you noticed were happening throughout your day. Wait, about what again? Sorry about that. Oh, like when you went to Idlewild with with your son. And some of the yeah. some of the imagery, like his shirt and whatnot, and just you know some of the yeah. things that you noticed after the fact, and you're like, hey, you know, it's not all that bad. There's signs here that that show me things are going to be okay. Well, that was what was trippy. Is leading up that day was kind of special. We, I, because um, I had found out in the afternoon about everything, but that morning we woke up, went to the lake, and I put a little shirt on him that said, "I think sunny days ahead." Which yeah. again, I didn't know clue that was going to even be impactful we went to the lake in Idlewild and like there was like it was just beautiful it was like really peaceful and it's been really hot in San Diego over there there's like a nice little breeze <laughs> so it was just good and then we were sitting at an ice cream shop when we got the picture from from a client of ours that it closed um and that definitely changed the tone. And then we we did we cut the, the trip short because I wanted to be here for our team to help close down the, the shop sure um, just be there for him. So I think that, yeah, I think it, when you look back on the, it really does like life makes sense when you look backward and when you, but when you're in it, which I think we all very much are in this situation still, it's, it is hard to make sense of it. Um, but I think those little mini milestones, like looking back on that day and, um, or like the song that was playing when, when I was like, uh, starting to reach out to our clients was one by Jose Gonzalez called Stay Alive. as the same song that came on when I had Beck, um, my child. So I think the world has a way of giving you a little bit of a hug. <laughs> you just got to pay attention to it. And sometimes we miss it and we take it for granted. And then you, like you said, you think back after you find out certain yeah. pieces of information, you're like, Hey, that was there for a reason. And I kind of missed it, but now I can reflect on it and it's pushing me forward. Always, yeah, and and I think that's maybe that anybody that's listening to this today, like if you're going through some stuff right now, like it's not that it's okay, it's just it is what it is, and in a few days, a few months, you might be able to look back and have some understanding, and I I guess maybe I'm hopeful that that's what happens mm. through all of this. Um, so I, instead of waiting a month or two down the road, I keep trying to just have little victories each day or two, and um, I think that's the hardest part, Lizzie, is a lot of us want, uh, myself included, I'm not going to lie, yeah. uh, we want the big victory. We, you know, we want the, the coronavirus COVID-19 thing over and done with tomorrow. Unfortunately, that's yeah. not going to happen. But if you focus on the little yeah. things and you focus on the small things, you find yourself motivated, you find yourself productive, you find yourself sharing a positive mindset. And that that's what's going to get us through. Yeah. I think having a real conversation, I think... Um, having a real conversation like there 
the reality is, and I've kind of had to swallow this a bit. The reality is that some people are horrified of this. Oh, sure. Horrified. And it's, but then on the flip side, there are a lot of people that are like, this is crippling, you know, a lot of things and for what? So I think the first step in this is probably to respect both sides of those. I agree. I agree. I think, uh, in life right now, it seems to be that if you don't have the same opinion, then maybe you you just don't have the conversation. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on right now, whether it's social issues or stuff about the virus. And it's on both yeah. sides of whatever the issue yeah. is. And that's what's frustrating to me. It's like, okay, you don't agree with me? One, you're wrong. And two, I can't talk to you. How about having a conversation and maybe both of you will learn something in the process? Because that's the way we're going we're gonna to get through it. You know? Yeah, and I think that's why you and I have always gotten along so well. Like, we—I don't think you and I have ever talked about like our political beliefs or nope. anything like that. But it's because we just talk. Like, I think that in life, sometimes it's okay to just talk. <laughs> which, again, I'm pretty sure some people on here are like, oh, whatever, kumbaya, girl. Like, which that's fine. But I think that um, I live very much somewhere of the understanding. Um, I don't know, like I. I think because maybe that's it too is I've got clients that are from every background and every whether it's political background, um, ethnicity, what it's like every single human comes in for haircut. So I think it, by default, it's made me just be really open to what it's, people have to say. It's been very interesting. And I think that's why you're brilliant. I think you you are so brilliant at um, thank you at having those honest conversations. And it's probably why you do what you do. It's exactly <laughs> why I do what I do. And I love finding out about people. I think our differences are actually what makes us draw closer together, and we can actually understand one another better. And it's a lot less boring than if we all thought the same thing, you know? And that's one thing I've always enjoyed is, especially in the newest location, which is downtown, and you guys are going to be moving soon, is that I, as I sit and I wait for my appointment or when I'm done and I finish and, um, you know, I'm finishing my, my beverage, is that I pay attention to the clients that come in and that are having their hair cut. And it's all walks of life. It's, you know, various religions, various races, various thoughts. And that's a great thing. I, I love that. Yeah. Well, I think it's easy to, to, I think it's like, it's one of the things too, where, um, in, yeah, it's just easy to get in your own lane and all of us do it. Like we're human. Like it's really easy to I get think it's in natural. your own lane. It's natural. Yeah, it's natural and it's comfortable and it's also easy to get into the lane that's similar to your lane. Like I think that, so it's really uncomfortable to like go off the, so I think for me in this situation, I guess in the big picture of it all, um, I think what might calm everything down just a little bit, which, cause I, I don't know about you, but the world feels pretty tense right now. Very, very tense. So, I, that's why I have a, Lizzie, I have a policy yeah. when I'm not at work. I don't watch the news unless there's something breaking that I get on my phone because I can't handle yeah. it. I want to be able to relax a little bit. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Like the, there's a lot. I, it, and it is interesting that the, the news has to be about what's wrong. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like we're conditioned to wanting to know what's wrong than what's right. And I, I, agree. I think in our conversations, maybe we already have that as a lens of, oh, like, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I grew up in Indiana, so um, uh, 
I've got so many good friends that still live there, and it's so beautiful. And it's funny because, but but I think going outside of Indiana and and living in San Diego, where it's it's a different landscape. And um, yeah, I imagine even though they're being affected by it in Indiana, and there's some similarities, how people are handling it is probably a little different than what's going on here in California. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. And I, yeah, I think it's different. I think it's different. I don't know how bad it's hit Indiana. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I don't know how they're handling it, but um, I don't know. I hope that I hope it gets better soon. But like you said, it's not going to be over tomorrow. And it and if I want it to be over tomorrow, I feel like sometimes what is it like? What you so badly want? Sometimes the grip is so hard that it just falls yeah. out. <laughs> so maybe just stepping back and. I don't know. I don't know. It's, 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 dif- it's, it's difficult to say. Well, I'm going to throw one thing out there that I just found out the other day. And, th- and this is something that I think is very pertinent when you're listening to the information that's coming across the news. Is a lot of the tests, at least the current tests that are being out there and people are getting tested positive for the coronavirus. People also are getting results that are positive back because they might have the common cold, which is a form of the coronavirus. It's in the same family. So maybe the numbers are a little bit inflated and they don't, someone might not necessarily have COVID-19. Obviously the tests maybe need to evolve to to a different state. So I don't think it's as bleak as what we're hearing out there in the mainstream media and people should take hope in that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's tough. I feel like the numbers are, incredibly difficult to understand and to analyze like are they i mean you hear different views of like is it higher because there's more tests going out is it higher because they actually are more like it's just a tough one i I think think it's always going to be skewed unless things drastically change for whatever reason uh you know like what i just told you or unless the numbers are verified in in some way but yeah it, it seems like there's a nothing that we can really trust right now as far as numbers go. And I think that's the hardest part of knowing how severe this really is. Yeah, I know. I think, and I think that's why a lot of times maybe because we don't quite know how to to understand or like evaluate the numbers. A lot of people are probably maybe figuring out their own path forward. Like everyone's risk adversity is different. Like the person who's, you know, Mother's living with him and is 85 years old, probably has a different risk level than oh, sure. the 22 year old, you know, kids living in Pacific Beach. Like, it's just, you know, you're, it's so, I think that's what's tough about it, right? So then trying to wrangle that, that group in, it's just. Yeah, something else I just one. found out number wise, like, so if I went today and got tested and I came back positive for COVID 19 or the coronavirus, and they say, okay, you have it, go home, quarantine yourself, come back. If I come back and I get tested and it's positive again, it's considered a different case and they still count it twice. So oh. how much of that is going on and how much of inflating the numbers does that mm-hmm. take into account? So there's, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and that's why having you on, in case you've just joined us, by the way, Lizzie Broughton is my guest. She's owner and founder of Tailored Hair formerly tailored hair for men. I, I call it both still. It's, I guess, tailored <laughs> hair for men for me because I've been there since the beginning. Go to tailoredhair.com. Uh, Lizzie and her team really know how to take care of hair in general. I think you guys, uh, you know, 
don't, you don't have to be a man to come in, but you really specialize in that, which is something that's not yep. really out there in, in the mainstream. And I'm not going to Supercuts, not to give them a plug, but I'm not doing it. And I've done that <laughs> and felt horrible afterwards. Anyhow, uh, but, but we're trying to really bring the human experience and also find out what you guys have gone through as a business. What's the number one positive thing that you can take away from this entire situation from when you closed down the first time till right now, maybe either as a business owner or as a mom, um, just as, as a human? What, what have you learned through this whole thing, Lizzie? I think as a mom, it's definitely the time. Like, I, I was getting pretty busy before all this stuff happened um, and just having time with, with my husband and, and my son. Yeah. It's super cool and we'll have a lot of memories looking back on this. And then for a business owner, um, my husband is always an engineer. His, he's a lot more, like, you know, steady, calm. <laughs> um, we are true, like, artists and a logical combination but yeah. he always said slow down to speed up lizzie and i've never done that until now oh i don't know i, think, I don't think you've ever slowed down no no so that was that was probably the most uncomfortable part is the slowing down part because you're like oh okay i gotta i guess i gotta do this now but i think that's been it is like really evaluating who we are as a company and kind of recommitting what we what we're doing and why we even exist yeah because it's I mean, more than true. just. You might see a lot of people close down, but I, and and it, and some will be because of this. But some, I think, I think I've seen some friends that they just they are also just like ready to to move on. Like so, there there'll be a part of the number that is like a small business that is closing. But I, it has given you enough time as an owner, as an employee, as a parent to to really evaluate what you want and what you don't want. Sure. And maybe the business closing, if the person is a business owner, maybe they were debating staying in the game and maybe this is just, uh, unfortunately it happened, but it's like, Hey, okay, well it's time to make a decision. What do you want to do? And it kind of pushed them to the next level, you know? Exactly. And which, which again, because we all get into our comfort zone. I think that, um, yeah, I think that's probably a huge part of it is you'll see there's going to be a significant amount of businesses closed. Some will be because of it, and some, yeah, just naturally they just want to move on and do something different, maybe. So tell us, uh, as we, we're not wrapping up, we got about five minutes left here on Across the County. Lizzie Broughton is with us. Tell us about where your new location is, and we obviously don't know when California is going to reopen salons, but if they were to reopen tomorrow, do you guys have a projected, hey, everything's ready to go for the new location? Construction, I think that's maybe that's my biggest hurdle in all of this. Is it's tough. I I thought I was going to be a unicorn and get done with construction on time and on budget, and I am not a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just a few months ago. But in, again, when you look backwards, it makes sense. I would would expect to, to get open in February and ramp up budget and staff, and then have to close in March. Like it would just put a dark cloud. So we're hoping for August as like a move-in date. Um, so depending on if they reopen in two weeks, we'll be back at our current spot. But within a month, we should be over at the new space, which is kind of exciting. That's good. And I mean, because there's been so many delays, but to still have a, a target date that's actually pretty realistic. And as long as things improve, not that far away. Yeah. That's exciting. 
It's so exciting. You're going to love it, I think. <laughs> so is the space bigger than the current location that's downtown? Is it about the same size? Yep. The small the space downtown is, or at the current space is 1,400 square feet. And then the one we're moving into is 2,300 square feet. And then 300 of that is outside. We're going to do some cool stuff. It's got a 70s undertone to it. So when you walk in, you'll hear some good tunes playing, whether it's rock or disco or whatever. Well, one thing I'd like to point out, too, I mean, obviously we're doing this more as a human interest story and telling people how businesses can make it through, how you've been affected. But when people walk into tailored hair, when you guys reopen, I hope that they would go, they're going to find that it's yeah. way more than just a haircut experience. I mean, you really get to know your clients and find out yeah. about them. And you guys always seem to be doing something several times a year to kind of bring the tailored family closer together. Yeah, always. We So we've always had this thought that, and we, we're going to do a lot more of the client connecting in the new space because it's bigger. So we've always wanted to connect the brand to clients and to the staff. Um, and I think that if you can do both of those, like where you're really, really, truly doing good things for your staff and for your customers, then loyalty will be there and um, the experience in itself is very special. We all have at least 10 years. Because one girl has just under 10 years of experience, but most of us have 10 to 15 years. Yeah in the industry and we're so passionate about what we do. But I think I, I, I love doing hair. It's like wonderful. I think I'm decent at it, but I, I love, yeah. Oh, decent. Like you're the best. Don't, no, no, don't, don't say decent. You're exceptional. Whatever. I don't, I, I like the, I like when a guy comes in and it's really special. Like I, I love the guys that have like you come in for seven, eight years. I love the ones that just come in and it's like this new story that you get to learn. Oh, sure grow yeah it's that it's, it's really really cool and there's not a lot nowadays that you get to truly have that human connection and it be real <laughs> like you go to the bank yeah. you'd be like oh how's it going whatever like just an exchange but this to me is like a real relationship which is kind of nice well, I'm tired of the relationship between me and my razor at home because I've been buzzing my <laughs> head for the last four months and it's got to stop <laughs> I can't wait to see you. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get to see it at the new space. We'll be in there. Just put all the good juju out there for August. Excellent. August. Well, we <laughs> just got about 90 seconds left, Lizzie, uh, as we wrap up uh, this edition of the show. And it's been a pleasure to have you on, by the way. Uh, I never thought I would actually have you on my show, but I love it. Uh, yeah. Any closing thoughts on the, the virus, the coronavirus in general, coming together with the community? Anything else that you find important before we leave? Uh, I would say just to, if you know someone that's a small business owner, ask how you can help. And it's not necessarily financially. I feel like for me, I like we've had a lot of clients reach out to ask how they can help. And if they can buy a gift card to me, it's leave an awesome review for them on Yelp or Google. Like there's ways that you can help that isn't um, a money focused thing. So just a helping hand and a helping mind to, to get them through this. It's sometimes the positive things, just the little tiny things, especially when you have a lot of people doing it that get people through it, right? Yeah, like if whoever's listening to this, if you have your favorite little coffee shop that is probably also really stressed out going through this, leave them a Yelp review and they'll probably get it in a few days and they'll like make their heart feel like, okay, I'm doing this for a reason. Like it's that validation, I think that will get them going even more than a gift card sometimes. Yeah. 
Amen. You are awesome, Lizzie, and people can go to tailoredhair.com. Check it out in lieu of you guys not being open. And uh, as you said, you know, help small businesses out there in any way you possibly can. And as far as your business goes, I am rooting for you guys every step of the way. And I'm sure you and I will be in touch and have more conversations. And uh, it's, it's, it's a different time, but it's exciting as well. Yeah, we're going to keep moving forward, and I'm here for you, too, Mr. Noah. Well, thank you, darling. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's Noah here on Across the County. Again, go to tailoredhair.com. Lizzie Broughton's been my guest, and I hope that you support San Diego businesses, businesses in general, especially the small businesses that really make up our community.